You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows, you just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. Hey there, friend. Welcome to episode 64. How many of you hit the holidays, also known as the end of the year, and your melancholy begins? You think about all the things that you've not accomplished, those goals you didn't hit, the weight you gained instead of lost, or the milestones your business didn't actually achieve. Well, you're not alone. I personally have fallen into this dastardly mind trap more years than I care to recall, but this year, I'm staying out of it. I'm performing all kinds of ninja mind tricks and subterfuge to keep me from falling into that pit. Okay, not really. However, this year, I've grown to recognize, with the help of some friends, the progress I've made, rather than just the things I've missed or not done well. Pam Sherman is one of those friends. Y'all, she's like sunshine in a bottle, and you can just spritz your day with her amazing tips and encouragement whenever necessary to keep you on track. She's a wellness specialist, the CEO and founder of The Perfect Balance, and an international motivational speaker, coach, and author. You are going to love her energy, and we all need it right about now. Here's my friend, Pam. Hey, Pam. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to be here. I'm excited you're here too. We had to actually make ourselves stop and press record because we were having such a fabulous conversation. I think this is going to be great. I am so excited for my listeners to hear your story, to hear, to feel your energy and to just kind of hear how the two of us will chat about a certain uh, topic um, later on and just kind of get to know you a little bit. So, because the people that I interview all kind of live out intentional optimism in one way or another. And I'm thinking you're going to fit in in a whole bunch of the whole bunch of spots here. It won't be really hard at all. So before we get into all that, can you give us your background? Tell people about you. How, how did you get to where you are today and what you're doing? Well, I have always been positive, Pam. I have to say that my whole life, I was <laughs> always looking things, you know, glass half full, all that stuff. I was a, well, my kids were little, they're adults now, but when they were little, I was a soccer mom and I was a group exercise instructor and personal training. I have loved, loved, loved exercise my entire life. I love inspiring mostly women Mm -hmm. to work harder, to put themselves on the calendar, to take better care of themselves and their health. That was the best thing to do because I could still make everybody's meals and do laundry and drive to soccer practice Mm. and, you know, get my adult time and get to inspire women that was my 20 years really, which it's funny because at the time I'd say, Oh, I'm just an instructor. And I'm like, Oh no, I have 20 years of real life experience Mm. that counts for a lot. Yes, it does. And then it does. And then five years ago in December, I was out for a run and I got hit by a car. Every runner's nightmare. Every runner's nightmare. It was Mm. the car was turning right and only looked left it was a pizza delivery guy. And I'm certain he made that turn 20 times a shift. Nobody's coming on the left. So speeding out of the driveway and I couldn't stop. And I ate the windshield, leaving a tooth in the windshield. But you're, you know, you're 
you go to sleep during the bad stuff. So I don't remember that, thankfully. Mm. Woke up rolling on the road and crawled back to the sidewalk and at in the ambulance taking stock. Like I, I didn't break anything, doing this on my wrists and my ankles. I, I did lose six teeth total. Wow. Which took a long time to put back in my head. Let me tell you, Andrea, it was no fun picnic, but I've had some dental work. Oh, but yeah. It was um I have a beautiful white new smile that will never fade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really think it was a universe's way of telling me I need to reach more women on their journey because I went into my sports guy who I, he had been treating me for 15 years for various running injuries and my, me, brought my kids in, I told every client who had an injury about him. So he knew me and I walked in and he's like, what happened? I told him and he gave me this, had you not been in such excellent shape, mm. your injuries would have been far worse. And that was my big aha, like yeah. women have to stop focusing just on weight loss. You have to be ready for life. I was running five weeks later. I mean, I had a lot of stops and starts. Wait, wait, with all really? my yes. Wow. God. Okay. Yeah. I mean, can I have you, I want to have you say that phrase one more time. Stop focusing on weight loss only that whole piece. Say that again. Stop focusing on weight loss and start training for life. There's so many women that struggle and deprive and beat themselves up for food choices when you don't know what life is going to throw at you. Yeah. I, I did not know that was going to happen that beautiful day in December, but it's the best thing that happened to me because my life is so much bigger because of it, because I've been Mm. able to reach so much more women through podcasting, through social media, through TikTok, who knew through TikTok. I mean, are you a TikToker? I am a TikToker. Is that what they call you? I've never been on TikTok. <laughs> my gal who made my website is amazing and wonderful. And she's like, Pam, you got to go on TikTok. And I said, I'm not dancing. She goes, you don't have to dance. You just have to do one minute little videos. I can make those all day, every day. And me too. <laughs> I mean, the, right. We have a lot of things to say. Yeah. But, you know, it really made me want to help women in the way of all I see is women not putting themselves in their calendar, not making time for themselves not feeling good in their own skin, hating their bodies, when life is too short not to feel amazing in your own skin. Mm. So I took that accident, you know, and so many people along the way told me, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you stayed so positive. I'm like, I didn't die. It could have been so much worse. Mm. I'm still here for my kids. I'm still here for my husband. I've done, I have seven books out on Amazon coming on eight I've been a motivational speaker over in London. I get to reach and talk to people all over the world daily through Instagram and through TikTok. Mm. And I just want to tell them, it's up to you to take care of yourself and your health. Mm. Nobody else can do it for you. But you have to do it. You have to take those steps. And let's not deprive yourself. Come on now. Let's treat yourself with love. I focus on telling women, talk to yourself like you talk to your dog or to your kid. (laughs) Come on, baby. so pretty. I love you. Oh my God. I mean, what would your day be like if you started like Baby that? Baby girl, come here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need to do like five of these interviews. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Um, so we call this podcast 
intentional optimists, unconventional leaders. So tell me, is the fact that you're doing, and the fact that you're on TikTok is not unconventional, but just tell me what it is that you're doing that is considered unconventional in the leadership world. Number one, I'm, I'm going to name a few, but you can fill it out. You're telling women it's not just about losing the weight. You're telling women it's more about um, what is start training for life. You're telling women you have things that you can do and to talk to yourself sweetly. This is a theme for me right now. I've been listening to several other women who've been talking this way and just, is it the term embodying, understanding who, what our body is and, and who, and even just like who she is and um, talking to our bodies and our, ourselves differently. Tell us a little bit how you work with women in a way that is what we consider unconventional. Well, I'm very, um, my actually my website gal, she calls me no nonsense. I mean, I'm 54. I don't beat around the bush. We don't it's have time. I'm Come 55, right? So it's like, I get it. It's We're past that. Once you hit 50, there's this freedom, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And every woman I've worked with in the last 25 years, Andrea, everyone has said, Pam, you just don't understand. I'm an emotional eater. So I'm telling women. Because they're the only emotional eater out there, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And I'm like, look, it's okay to be happy, sad, frustrated, lonely, bored, tired. You need to feel your feelings and not eat your feelings. Because mm -hmm. after you eat them, the feelings are still there. So I'm a big proponent of go to therapy, mm -hmm. get outside of your kitchen, go walk your dog, go call a friend, go get your nails painted, something. But we are a society of covering up our feelings and it's okay to be sad. It's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay not to eat. Like I know in my forties, I would overeat always when I was exhausted. <laughs> that I mean, didn't make me less tired. Shocking. Yeah. So I tell people now it helped you slip into that coma. <laughs> it, it did. It did. Every woman between the hours of two and four, that's their danger zone. We've been up since five or six. We've done 800 things between six and two or four. You need to rest, mm. take a nap, read a book, go outside. If you're going to have a snack, don't have your kids after school snack, have a little protein rich filled snack to keep you full until dinner. Mm -hmm. But if you're tired, try to rest. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. We are so busy all day long. Resting is okay. So I'm really trying to help women not only feel their feelings, but know that their choices affect reaching their goals or not reaching their goals. Mm -hmm. And it's not like the secret. You just can't, I hope I lose weight. <laughs> it, that just does not work like that. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me about your own personal background. How did you get into doing, like you said, you were a soccer mom. And was it just that this was a really easy part-time thing to do. I mean, you said you loved exercise all the time. I, um, how did that happen for you? Well, my dad was a runner before it was cool in the seven. Um, he was in college in the fifties mm -hmm. and he, he was a recreational runner, which back in the seventies, people would look at you like, what's wrong with you? Why, what are you running from? Yeah. And I have two older brothers that were athletes. So whenever they had to babysit me, I was always doing something sporty with them. And then when I was 11, I asked my dad, I'm like, hey, can, we, can I run with you? Because you mm -hmm. want to do stuff with your dad when you're a little girl. Yeah. So he took me to I a ran with my dad. Yeah. He took me to a track and I ran two miles without stopping. Oh, you're one of those. It was the best feeling ever. Wow. Ever. And I didn't stop. I was a recreational runner as a kid. Yeah. And then I ran track and cross country in high school. Very mediocre. Middle of the path. Not never the best. Never the worst. But loved it. And then my girlfriends and I, we still loved running, but we went to the Ohio State University. 
And I'm going to say it again. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> I'm one of those. And because we were not good enough to run into Big Ten school, we started running marathons because we love to run. So that was our natural progression. And it was just a fun thing. When I moved to California, I would go back every year. We'd met for eight years after high school to run those marathons together. And then my roommate, when I moved out to California, was a group exercise instructor. And she's like, Pam, clearly you love to work out. Why don't you go take a class at this local junior college on how to be an instructor? Mm. So it was really perfect for me. And Mm. then I was always one of those instructors who held the six week challenges, write your food journal for me for six weeks, because I knew food had so much to do. I mean, this was in the early 2000s. I didn't know anything about nutrition, but I knew that women should not be finishing the Eggo waffles and eating the goldfish. I didn't know that. And I knew that we should. But those Eggos are so, what if you buy the Nutrigrain? Nobody's going to send those leftovers to Africa. So put them in the trash because I do not go in your mouth. (laughs) But it's an easy trap to fall into as a mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so many moms didn't make their own breakfast or make their own lunch because they're eating off their kids' plates. So I would try to encourage eating regular meals, having apples for snacks because nobody ever got fat eating apples. This whole keto thing with no eating fruit. I was like, fruit is not the problem. Come on now. Nobody ate 10 apples a day and thought... I got, I gained 20 pounds. Come on. Right. So I just loved working out. I loved helping women work out. I loved showing them that they're stronger than they know. They've had babies. They can do a box jump. Come on. And so this, and I, let's camp out on that just a little bit. Um, women are, you know, (laughs) we're the weaker sex. We're fragile. (laughs) Um, you know, I mean, it's Uh just, and I, you know, I'm from Southern evangelical culture. We're demure. We're, you know, we're sweet. And it's like not, I'm not any of that. And uh, I mean, I like Titan games and I love watching um, the rock with all of his people up there, especially the women when they go and they just, they have these gigantic things that they move. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, look what she can do. (laughs) So let's talk about the fact that women are strong and that we discount all that we do, never mind, I've not personally given birth. I'm an adoptive mom, but the, the simple fact that they carried a baby, their body actually manufactured, the, <laughs> fed the baby, did everything. Let's talk about how strong women really are, because I think that's another piece that started, people are starting to catch on to that, but that's not something people were saying 20 years ago. No. And I always said that. I said, look at how much you do every day. You carry your family. You're, we're now at our age group, we're caring for our parents. Mm, but at the you, same time. At the same time. And mm-hmm. it's awful and it sucks um, that we can do, I, I love Glennon Doyle, we can do hard things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But until what, the last 10 years, nobody ever said that. But I'm like, I always said to my ladies, you spent time giving birth to a baby, you can do a burpee. That A burpee is not hard. Giving birth is hard. Taking care of a parent, a dying parent is hard. Doing a push up is not hard. Come on now, you can push yourself. And knowing that women, you might go through a little bit of pain, but on the other side, you feel amazing for completing that task. Yeah. So helping them realize that and seeing the look on their face, like, I can do it because nobody, I found a lot of times when I was a coach, nobody until me had told these women that they can try to do hard things. They can run a mile, they could run a half mile, they can do a push up. They can be an ultra runner. They can. Yes. Right. I mean, I have, I have a client who um, runs half marathons and marathons and, and, you know, she says, and I wasn't even winded at the end. I'm like, then why are you stopping at 26? Right. It's like, 
Well, obviously it's 26 point what for two, so two. two. <laughs> it's a like, long point. I didn't Let stop me at you. 26. <laughs> but, um, cl- clearly I run marathons. No. Um, but I also have another friend, um, who's a guy who actually does is ultra runner and he does like 50 and 80 milers. And, but if that's something that your body is designed to do, celebrate it and do it and go. And, um, when I watch other women with their daughters running with them, I think that's beautiful. Um, now, unlike you, I actually fell when I was running. Cause for me running was, um, has always been when I was growing up, it was always very weight loss oriented. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that whole, that's why I made you go back and repeat that, um, that statement of, stop focusing on weight loss and start focusing on training because that resonated with my own personal past with even running with my dad. It was always running for the cardio and the calorie burning and the boosting of the metabolism. And, you know, and that was back in the late seventies, early eighties. And so we started at the same time. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're almost the same age. Um, (laughs) I'm a year older. Um, but it wasn't something that was, Hey, isn't this fun? It was, I need to put in my two miles or I need to put in my mile. And it wasn't until I hit my forties that I started saying, you know, I couldn't, and well, I had gastric bypass surgery, which that was part of what we talked about before we started was my weight loss journey. When I lost 180 pounds, I thought, you know, it might be fun to run. And so being able to use my body differently and push my body differently. I like to hike and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it wasn't till then that I actually saw running as something that was good for my mind and good for, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and a lot of women now women, I think see that they, a lot of women can see that, but many of them are still doing it just to lose the weight. But, you know, somebody else today was just saying, Oh, I should, maybe I should start meditating. And I'm like, there's so many things you could do. And if you, if you were athletic when you were younger, why not be athletic after 50? And that's a great way to clear your mind because I, I can, even if I walk, I can hear the birds. And, um, but for me, it was always just that weight loss thing until I hit 40. And, and then of course I fell and I was out on a dark road by myself and my, <laughs> and I have like a bone chip that hasn't been removed. And yeah, it was just a, it was my foot went off the edge of the pavement, but I was on a five mile run and it was the first time I was actually going to hit my five miles. And I was at a mile three with a good <sighs> stride. And I was so angry. And, but I, I actually did some damage and I like did something to a tendon and a toe that they can't fix. And so now I don't know whether I can run or not, but it's just been really hard to even think about getting back into that. And then, you know, just how do you, how do you talk to women who kind of feel like after 55, it's really easy to get broken or after 40 or whatever. And it's hard to get back up there and do it. I mean, how is it, how do you talk to that? How do you speak to that? I say every woman needs to do strength training mm-hmm. far more than they need to do cardio mm. because we actively lose muscle after the age of 30 oh, unless dear. we eat enough protein and strength train. Okay. And you get the most bang for your buck. If muscle protects your bones, that's why so many old people, when they fall, they break bones because they don't have any muscle to protect their bones. Mm. Now, the biggest myth out there, Andrea, is that I'm going to get big and bulky, which right, is right. not true, not true, not true. You actually get smaller when you yes. do strength training, of mm-hmm. course, if you need to lose weight and you're in a calorie deficit. But women 
everybody can strength train. You can start with kitchen counter push-ups, squats on your kitchen chair. And there's so many things that you can do where impact can be hard for people as they age, if they have injuries, if they have a bad back, if they have bad knees. Now you can cycle. I know Peloton is super popular these days. Um, there's rowers, there's like versa climbers, there's so many things you can do. But I would say to every woman listening to this, if you are not strength training, start strength training. It's actually better, I find, for your metabolism because as a runner, I always used it for stress. I grew up in a very emotionally abusive household and spent many years dealing with stress. That when I was a marathon runner, I was my heaviest. Because when you run a lot of miles, you're hungry. When you run marathons, you go out for a 20 mile run, you're hungry. And now I run a little bit because I love to run, Mm -hmm. but I don't love to run 10 miles anymore. And plus my life is not as stressful as it was when I was growing up. So I'll run a mile, Mm -hmm. do some hill repeats, run some sprints, just super fun. Mm -hmm. But my hunger is not out of control like it was when I was doing longer cardio Mm -hmm. where women think cardio is a ticket to weight loss. And I was like, steady state doesn't do a whole lot for you. Please start strength training. So I'd say strength train, strength train, and then strength train. Okay. Um, so to become a coach that you did and to become the person that you are, um, and to even take on that first, when your roommate said you should do some group, you know, some group exercise coaching, going back in your own personal history, in order to do those things, you had to become a leader, but is there something before that, what would be your earliest leadership memory that you can look back and say, you know, even though I was the youngest in this athletic family, were you the only girl? Yes. Yeah. The only girl. Um, what would be the earliest leadership memory that you could probably identify in your life? Uh, probably my cross country team, because I was never, like I said, I was never the fastest, but I was always like the mother of hmm. cheering everybody on, giving buddy pep talks, French braiding their hair. Cause I'm an excellent French braider, oh, but really the team the team leader. And okay. I remember my coach, even when I was a senior saying I was the leader of the team, even though I wasn't the, you know, number one on the team, that was my, I was very good at giving pep talks, mm-hmm. um, even back then. So it probably started even back then, actually, even earlier than that, do you want to hear a funny story? I, I do. I love it. Keep going back. Cause what I, what I okay. love finding out is that women don't realize how these traits really show up, to, showed up for them really early on. Okay. My two oldest friends, one I met when I was five, I was, um, I had moved away from California. I lived in the Bay area when I was a little girl moved, came back to visit her. I was 12, I think. So she was, she's two years younger. So she was 10 and I was running at that time because I had started with my dad Uh and I said, Hey, let's go for a run. She's 10. I'm 12. And she's like, no, let's have an Eskimo pie. (laughs) And I said, we can have an Eskimo pie after, but if we have it first, we'll get a cramp. I knew this at age 12, mm-hmm. literally one of two fights we ever had. We're still friends to this day. And I, <laughs> we still laugh about it because I was a coach then saying, come on, let's run first. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't work out or anything. And we, you know, we laugh at my other friend my second oldest friend, not a worker at her at all either. She would come on vacation with us to Nags Head, North Carolina from Ohio. Mm-hmm. We would drive to Nags Head every summer. Oh, yeah. Loved running the sand dunes loved it. Oh, that is so hard. Correct. <laughs> Especially if you're not a runner. <laughs> I brought my friend with me once and she was crying. She's like, this is so terrible. I don't like you. We're still friends to this day and we can laugh about it. But even then I was always encouraging people to try to exercise. So it sure. did start from a very young age. So do you think that even the, the encouragement that you had with not losing your friends over those kinds of things, 
<laughs> kind of help shape your ability to have the confidence to do that in the future. Absolutely. Cause I, I, until you tell me to piss off, Andrea, I will never give up on you or anybody. I keep going till they say, Pam, stop, which nobody does because they know I always want to encourage them to get to them, their best self. So what do you think is the one piece that helps you make sure that they know that? I always just come at it with kindness and compassion mm -hmm. and they know I only want what's best for them. And it's a great thing on Instagram. I have lots of friends that follow me. How you're doing, how are you doing? What's the latest, you know, how's your progress? And I have a, a friend on there who I've known since our girls were three. So they're 21 mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, and I know when she doesn't answer me, she's not in a good place, but she doesn't say piss off because mm -hmm. then when she's on track, she's like, Hey, guess what? I've lost 10 pounds. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. Great. They just yeah. know I I'm not um, there to inflict guilt. I want to support them in any way that I can. So do you consider, I I'm going to say you probably consider yourself like me a little bit. I, my tagline is that I'm a professional encourager and, <laughs> and I hear that in you. It's like, yes. Oh, I may have found another professional encourager because it's amazing. I'm, you know, when people talk about, um, how you manage people or how you coach people, I I'm like, I'm all about the carrot and no stick, right? It's like, Everybody gets the, the stick and we're talking for those of y'all who are young and don't know this analogy. It's like the best way to get a donkey to move. It's like you either hit them with the stick or put a carrot on the end of the stick and hold it out in front of them. Yeah. They're going to follow the carrot. I'm, I'm much more likely to do that and less likely to hit with the stick as I hold out with a carrot. And it sounds like you're a little bit more that type of a leader as well. I love that. I'm going to use that today in a post professional encourager. That, Absolutely. Yes. Yes. You know, and people say that's not a thing. It's a thing. It's really a thing. And we can, we can claim that as our own profession. And now we have, we have two, there are two professional encouragers. <laughs> because we know that when we give the encouragement, it can help women get to the next step and then get to the next step and feel better and better. That really is kind of the why, isn't it? It's like, that's why you do what you do. You're not in yeah. it necessarily because you just want people to tell you how, what a great coach you are. You're in it because you want to see them do well and be, actually you stated a little better earlier, but is it, is it really just more about them doing well, or is it about them being happy with themselves? Happy with themselves. I have struggled with my weight a couple of times in my life and I know how awful it feels to be uncomfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And I know there's another side to it. I know you can get to the other side and I want to help women get to the other side. And it's not, I've tried everything. Nothing works. You know what works, Andrea? Is never giving up on yourself. That's Ending. what works. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really easy mm. to even give up for a season, but then we pick it back up, right? It's yep. like, and Tell me the difference between accepting yourself and giving yourself a little grace and giving up. Well, there's going to be different seasons in our life that suck mm. and you're just doing everything you can just to get through each day. And we all, we all go through it. And during those times you have to be super kind to yourself and try your best. That's all you can do. And then when on the upswing, you got to put the things back in your life that you know you can do to start feeling better in your own skin. But during the rough times, it's just getting through day by day. And it's interesting. I just went through a really hard time. I lost my brother in September. I'm sorry. Thank you. It was terrible. And 
10 years ago, I would have eaten my way through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm 54 and super wise, I thought it would make it better. It still, sh- it still sucks. Yeah. The situation would be no different. So I worked out every day, made sure, cause I knew I mm-hmm. feel better when I eat better. Yeah. I needed it. I needed to have all my energy and be there for my nieces and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was a really like another aha, like I, I was staying in a hotel by myself. I could have gone to the grocery store and bought a whole bunch of stuff and binge my ass off. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Can I swear her? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but then guess there's what? a debate in my house as to whether that's actually a swear word. Or okay. Not, so. <laughs> okay. Then the next yeah. day I would have felt even worse and it's just not worth it. Yeah. So I want to help women because I've been there. I've overeaten. I've binged. I've everything. I've tried everything and been miserable doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I want to help women go there's, you can still enjoy life mm-hmm. without binging, without overeating, without killing yourself in the gym. You don't have to kill yourself in the gym to get the results that you right. want. Right. Unfortunately, go ahead. No, go ahead. (laughs) No, it's unfortunate our society, there's too much information out there. Mm -hmm. And women are so desperate. They want to try the latest fad diet, the latest exercise, you know, crushing themselves in the gym. I'm like, you don't have to do that to be happy in your own skin. Yeah. Um, So was your accident the main aha moment when you said, I really just want to, this is my mission. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, I, Hey, I've been doing this for 20 years. I'm actually an expert at it. Was that your aha moment? Well, it was. And when my sports guy said that, I thought, okay, okay. Now, granted, it was two years of, I didn't work because I had to have a bunch of gross oral surgeries, which we'll oh, not talk I've about. I've had an extraction with an implant and yeah, I get it. It's like, and I only had one, right. And it's like, there was a hole in my mouth for a year. So, you know, like it, oral surgery is really horrible. I didn't have my four front teeth. Oh so, my gosh. Um, in, but after some of my surgeries, I couldn't even wear my bridge because of my gums had to heal. Sure. Um, which would have been great during COVID because I would have had a mask on. Mask on. Mm-hmm. However, that's okay because I would talk like this, but anyway, yeah. um, my website gal who I, she's one of my angels in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, I, my husband bought me a book on how to create a website that Christmas. I got hit right before Christmas. And I'm reading this book going, this is not my wheelhouse. I, I can't, I mm-hmm. can't create a website. That's just not, we all have things that we're good at. Mm-hmm. Well, I met this woman who this is what she does. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, Pam, you know, what do you want to do? I said, well, I want to write a weekly newsletter because I'm a teacher at heart and I, st- I have so much to say. I want to have a YouTube channel. Um, she said, okay, for your newsletter, when people sign up, you should give them a gift. I'm like, okay. So I started writing, writing, gave it back to her. And she said, uh, this is a book. So what do you mean it's a book? She goes, I just want like your 10 best tips. I said, I could do that in 60 seconds. Like literally she goes, give me 10 more pages. We can self-publish on Amazon. Mm. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Oh, I you did find book. an angel. I did find an angel. Then my my friend who um, I made her run in the sand dunes, her daughter mm-hmm. was going to college and she said, Pam, I'm worried about gaining the freshman 15. And I said, honey, I gained the freshman 30. I can write a book for you. I wrote a book for her, how to avoid the freshman 15. So I, wrote, mm-hmm. I ended up writing a bunch of books just by my real life experience. Yep. And then my YouTube channel, I was like, okay, I want to create videos for women because some people, women don't like to go to the gym. It Body can be an work. intimidating place. It can be. So, yeah, so she helped me set up my YouTube channel, which if you go to my YouTube channel, it's beautiful and I have over 400 videos and it's 
for anybody. I have tons of just bodyweight workouts, stretching videos, all sorts of fun stuff. I was really that was my it's she when you open it, it's beautiful. She's done an amazing job. And I want it to be accessible for anybody. So when people go, I don't have time to work out, guess what? I have 28 10 minute workout videos. You have 10 minutes. Everybody has 10 minutes to work out. Mm -hmm. So that was really my accident got me out of the classroom and really put me out there to reach more people, which I think that was the whole thing because I'm not selling anything that anybody has not heard before, but coming from somebody who's been there, been overweight, struggled, ate a windshield, came out on the other side. I'm here to tell you, you can't take your health for granted. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm going to grab onto that. It got me out of the classroom, right? In the classroom, which it's a beautiful thing for any teacher, be it a, an exercise or workout or school teacher in the classroom, you can reach what 30 people. Right. When you can step out of the classroom and figure out a way to still connect with people, you can reach millions of people. And leaving a regular job, like, what are you going to do? Well, I'm a coach and I'm going to do this. You know, it's, I have a podcast. And I do it. You know, and we're about to, we're about to start putting our stuff on YouTube. So, you know, I'll be out there as well. Um, this will be out there as well. And um, a lot of older people, especially are like, what are you going to do? Who are you going to talk to? Like, trust me, there are people I can see. There's like people on the other side of the world that are listening to this podcast there. And it's a, it's a way to reach people that we've never had before. And I think it's beautiful for women to say, all right, all of a sudden I don't have to be in my cubicle, in the classroom, in, you know, my office building, I can do something where I can actually reach millions and millions of other women with my leadership skills and abilities. And I just love this aspect of your story that, and here you have 400 videos on YouTube and you didn't have your first, your front four teeth. And I'm assuming that you waited to do that, those videos when you, till you had your teeth in, but that was your trajectory. That was, you found a way to make sure that you had something to do and you were making a difference even in that moment. That's a leader, right? Yes. And today I just got a Facebook memory, which are so fun to get. But a year ago, I had 600 subscribers, and now I have 1,600 subscribers because of social yeah. media. Because I say, yeah. come go to my YouTube channel. I have so many great videos, and I'm in my backyard. That's it. I don't have professional lighting. I'm just working out and having a good time. Well, it, and it's nice too, because that makes you very accessible, right? Um, I don't have a gorgeous studio. I'm actually in my basement with paneling that I painted white and, you know, <laughs> had a cute little ring light, you know, and people are like, oh, I love your setup. And I'm like, you too can have paneling behind you that you paint white. And people think that it has to be something extravagant and it's not extravagant. It's, you know, a chair that I got on Wayfair and it's being willing to be there. It's being willing to be out there. It's being willing to step up and say, this is my message that I've been given through everything that I've experienced, all of my yeah. skills up into this moment, they crosswalk into this area this way. And I have a passion to share it with you. And that is exactly what you've done. And you've done it through books and you've done it through YouTube and you've done it through now you do. How, how many podcast interviews do you do? This is probably my 25th. Okay. I love podcasts. I love talking to people in the health world. It's so fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. And so when we talk about, as you know, you and I are saying, this is something that anybody can do. This is how we can reach other people. When we're talking to other women who say, 
I have skills that I didn't realize I could take, quote unquote, out of the classroom. I have skills that I could use to help other women, even if it's for free. What in your mind, uh, looking back, would you say are maybe some, we talk about green flags on here, not red flags, things that we see in ourselves, because I can look back at mine and see things, but things that you might see in yourself to say, if I have this characteristic or this desire or this proclivity or whatever, what are those things that people can look for and say, oh, this is maybe something I could actually do? I think whatever you're super passionate about is what you should be doing. That's okay. Period. (laughs) Period. You know what you love more than anything else. I mean, what I've been doing lately, and this is so funny, Andrea, is whenever I get an ad for a new piece of workout equipment on my Instagram feed, I go -hmm. to their homepage. If they don't have an over 50 trainer, I message them. Hi, my name is Pam Sherman. I'm a 54 year old trainer. Who can I talk to about working together? You need people my age, girl, your equipment. And right now, whenever I see those, they, they contact me, you're really pretty. And we want you to wear your sunglasses. I'm like, I so do not have time for this <laughs> I'm thinking, I know, but I could sell a lot of sunglasses. Um, and I think that's just a piece of encouragement too, that we just need to do what is presented as well, but you're actually pursuing it and making sure that every single piece of equipment has somebody on there that looks like every single person, right? It's like making it diverse, making it. Because people our age, yeah. I don't want to see a 20 something with a ponytail with a perfect body. That is not what I'm looking for. No. Right. And it's okay if people don't reply. It's okay if you, if they say no, but guess what? Some of them say yes, because they need an over 50 trainer. Yeah. Right. I'd be happy to work with you. So as a trainer and as a coach, I'm sure you have leadership principles that you live by. Um, is there one that you live by each day that helps you stay in that mindset of growing yourself and helping other women grow? Is there something that you live by on a daily basis? Well, my, my tagline is your health is your greatest wealth. And that's emotional and physical. Mm-hmm. And I have to fill my cup up. And what I tell women is just like the oxygen mask on the airplane, mm-hmm. you have to take care of yourself before you take care of anybody else. Because so many women think taking care of themselves is selfish and it's actually self-care. It's right. self-love. Mm-hmm. So I, every morning, that's when I work out. That's when I you know, plan my day and I take care of myself first and then I can give to everybody else. So I say for women, taking care of yourself is the most important thing you can do because I'm a nicer person. I'm a better mom. I'm a mm-hmm. much more, much more kinder wife when I work out and take care of myself. Um, it just makes my whole day go better. So self-care for me is absolutely on the top of my list. Um, so what do you say to the the busy woman or the the new entrepreneur that's still figuring out how to work for herself and make sure that I get it all in? I say, do it first thing in the morning. Okay. Because I do literally have a huge 10 minute playlist, 15 minute playlist, 20 minute playlist. You don't need an hour. And that's another misconception that I do just like lifting weights will never give you big bulky muscles. You mm-hmm. don't need an hour to work out, but guess what? 10 minutes of nonstop work I feel like a rock star by the end. And your whole day is better when you mm-hmm. move your body, your, yeah. your brain works better. Everything is better. So I'd say there is a woman I, I have coached who work, gets up at four 30. I'm like, okay, don't get up earlier than that. <laughs> I Take know people who get up at four 30, <laughs> take a walk at lunch. But if you mm-hmm. work from home, make that time before your day starts, because we all know once your day starts, you're not going to do it at the end of the day. You're too tired. We're 
come on, we get up early. We have a lot to do during the day. Get it done first thing in the morning. And yeah. then, the, and then the day you'll be like, yes, I did it. It feels <laughs> good all thing. day. I can check off the box. Yes. And that's another thing too, is that I think it's really important to celebrate the fact that we did something. Um, you know, it's like being able to check off the box. I drank my water. I did my workout. I, you know, whatever it yes. is. I always start every coaching call with a client or with my private Facebook group with let's talk about wins because mm -hmm. as women, we're experts at beating ourselves up. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I ate too much. Right. I drank too much. Let's talk about the things that we do well. And even yeah. the little things like drink water, get enough sleep. Those are great. Yeah. Um, and I do that every Saturday in my group. It's like, this is celebration Saturday. What are we celebrating? Right. <gasps> it's like, we got to celebrate something. And many times we don't do that. Um, I even have a, my planners, sorry, it was a busy day. My planner is still <laughs> upstairs, <laughs> but at the end of every week, it's the, the wins that I had. And then, you know, what am I going to do differently next week? And, um, or maybe it's the things I'm grateful for and the things I'd like to see happen next week and doing that, it changes your mind. It really changes your mind. Even if you're just thankful that you got on your Apple watch, all your steps in, right. It's like yeah. something just get a, a win. How about thankful for your body that carries you through every single day? Yeah. We've all been injured, sick mm -hmm. when you can't do things. And you're like, oh, if I could just, our bodies are amazing for carrying us every single day. And that's something huge that we can all be thankful for. Well, and someone like me who my body used to weigh 310 pounds, I have a size four and a half ring, right? So that tells you my bones are little and, um, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, every once in a while, just am thankful. I get very thankful that my body actually carried that number one and is still around and not broken today yeah. at a lower weight to be able to still do things. And, um, so, but as I've admitted recently on a podcast, it's not where I want it to be, not necessarily weight wise, but it just, I'm not exercising the way I want to be. And that's one of the things that is, I know she's like, <laughs> If you're not watching the YouTube video, she just held up her hand like, here I am. Um, <laughs> I'm here to help you. I'm happy to help you. Yes. So uh, this may be the start of a beautiful relationship. And um, but so you stepped into your own mission through yeah. this. You were already doing it, but it, it just kind of became a mission and became bigger after your accident. Yeah. You've already shared that you had at least one person there that was kind of a helper for you that you didn't know you were going to write a book. Um, but what kind of support did you need to, to really, I mean, it sounds like your husband was a great support handing you a book on how to start oh. a website. Did you know you needed that kind of support around you? And if so, what kind of support did you have? No clue. Mm. Okay. So after I got hit, I lost my three front teeth or three of my front teeth. One tooth was pushed a little bit back. I had to get that pulled. Mm. Christmas was coming. I got hit on December 17th. Oh. Um, so I, I literally was living day by day when I met my gal, who was my website gal, like, okay, this is great. I would love to do this, but I never, I'm very bad. I should, it's not one of my strong suits to look ahead. <laughs> so once you said, Hey, do you want to very present? You don't I am look very down present. Okay. I'm yeah. not when do you want to set up a YouTube channel? I would love to. I can't make videos yet because I can't speak clearly. And I did have some of my old videos when I was wearing a bridge and I was a little lispy and I took those off. When I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, those are still my channel. I got to get that off. Um, <laughs> and she's been very good at pushing me like, okay, let's think about this now. Okay, let's think about this now. And I, I had a, I've had a few different business coaches. Hey, 
it's time to go uh, get on the news. So I've been a low, uh, pretty much a regular on my local Fox 40 news as they're, mm-hmm. they call me their health and wellness coach, which is so fun because I can reach people in Sacramento on, I'm going this Thursday. Let's add some color to your Thanksgiving table. Come on, let's add a salad. Let's I know it's all, it's usually very blonde looking, right? It's like everything on the table is white. <laughs> yes. Ugh. So I, I don't really, uh, haven't really looked ahead. She has been a tremendous support because she's always the one pushing me to, um, I told her I want to have a private group. I'm not sure how to do it. She's like, let's do a private Facebook group. Got that all set up knows, I mean, set it up on my website so people can sign up for my website and they get charged and how, I mean, the mm-hmm. whole back end of my, my professional life, she's, she's in charge of. So I am so thankful that she came into my life. She's wonderful. So when people are looking at moving into this kind of like maybe moving out of what they're doing into yeah. something that they really want to do, finding somebody, at least somebody like that or, or a coach, or I had, coach? I've had, okay. I've had two mm-hmm. business coaches that were so helpful as far as like, Hey, let's think big. How do you want to grow? Yeah, see, now this is me how holding do, my hand up, right? How do you want to grow? And I was yeah. like, I've never thought about that. How do I want to grow? So <laughs> having people just like, I'm a coach for, you know, women on their weight mm-hmm. loss journey, your coach on how do you grow? We all mm-hmm. need somebody to help us on whatever aspect we are want to grow into. So a regular per- woman in a job who wants to step away, needs a coach to figure out how, how do you actually do that? How do you leave your job? And then what do you need to do to put those things into place? And it doesn't have to be something scary. And this is not like going to therapy. And this is is, now sometimes it is, but most of the time it is as coaches, we look at whoever we're working with, we can see the possibilities of where they can go and we help and we listen to where they want to be and we just help them get there faster, right? It's like, you help people get there, you know, we help them get there in a straighter line on a faster trajectory than they would have on their own. It's not that they wouldn't always get there on their own, but that's how I like to explain it. And if it's weight loss or getting healthy or growing or strategic thinking or going all the way to 11, whatever it is, we'll get them there, you know? So I think that's really, it's really, really good to notice. Um, you were going to say one more thing. That's a great analogy. That's, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so as a health and wellness coach, I'm sure you have habits or rituals and I, I love, I'm a James Clear fan, right? Atomic habits. And I love to share the kind of habits that keep you in your mindset other than and we're not going to go with the obvious here, please. What, not the exercise every morning or whatever. Is there another habit that may not fall into what you, we would think of as being a health and wellness habit that kind of keeps you in the right mindset that keeps you doing your journey the way you want it to, to go? Nutrition has been a okay. huge for me. And I will tell you this, in most of my 40s, I struggled on the weekends. I have always been a very good eater. And uh, come Friday night, have a couple adult beverages, mm-hmm. which tells your brain to, oh, let's overeat now because I can't handle my liquor. Oh, because if you put the food in there, it helps absorb it. And yes, I was not much of a drinker. And then after gastro bypass, I can't. So, <laughs> well, and um, I was never big. I mean, my husband would tell you I wasn't a drinker anyway, but the two beers that I would have would send me to binging 95% oh. of the time. Wow. And I struggled with that a lot in my forties. Once I got hit, I couldn't eat solid food for three months because I, my mouth mm-hmm. just hurt. I was in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And after all my surgeries, two years, when I got my teeth back in my head, I thought, oh, I don't miss drinking and I don't miss overeating mm-hmm. and I don't miss beating myself up. The emotional regret sure. 
Um, so for me, it really, I feel like I'm living my true authentic life by fueling myself with food that makes me feel great. I don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't drink anymore. But guess what? I feel great every day when I wake up. There's no more Saturdays of, oh, why did God, I do why? that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was, and hours. then feeling bloated for several days. Oh, and then, yeah. And then trying to out exercise it because let's try to run off the calories, which does not work because your body is not like that. It's a yeah. chemistry set. It's not a bank account. Right. Um, <laughs> it's not like we just, let's just do a withdrawal over here. Yeah. I, I love that. Some, yeah. I had somebody say, so if I ate 200 calories, can I go run off that? I said, no, your body does not work like that. Um, no. So for me, the, the mindset of I'm going to treat myself like my best self and love myself enough to do the thing. And granted, this is not talking about anniversaries or holidays, right? but there's no more crazy binging and feeling like crap. So being true to myself and feeling with the foods that make me feel great has been a game changer for me. Yeah. I get it. Um, and I'm, I've been there. I'm not there perfectly now, but I do know, and I admit, and I understand fully it, when I eat whole foods, when I eat things that are not processed, when I eat things that are more protein based, I just feel better. And it's amazing how our bodies designed to eat that way actually feel better when we do. <laughs> Funny how that works, right? Logic. What is that? Um, <laughs> So if somebody were to want to go it, into doing something a little bit more like we do, a little bit more online, because yeah. do you do anything in person anymore or is it mostly online? I train 82-year-old Frank and his wife once a week at the gym, literally across the street at my house because I've been training them for seven years. But aside from that, it's all online. I, all my coaching calls are you know people who don't live here. Mm -hmm. So most of it's just um, online. So if somebody were to switch into doing something other than what they had traditionally been doing, what are some good pieces of advice that you would give them like a good solid other than get a coach? What yeah. is another good piece of advice that you would give them? Know your value. Women undervalue themselves. Mm -hmm. And when my lovely website, Angel Kate said, <clears throat> you have to charge more. You have 25 years of experience. And I was like, you know what? She's right. I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's uncomfortable to ask for money, but if you have a life experience, if you're an expert in that charge, what your worth is. Yeah. Because you're worth it. Here's a little perspective. I am just going to, I'm riffing this off the top of my head. I was reading a post the other day. So um, it was all about how women have been programmed to not have as much money. Right. Yep. We, 70, is it 75 cents? I'm just going to go. I, this is nobody hold me. This is not completely accurate, but basically for the same job, we're still in the 70th percentile ish of what a man would make in our same job. And, um, it, it's the same thing as it was a hundred years ago or 200 years ago or 300 years ago. And so we're conditioned to think that way, that that's, and, and then the jobs that in the last 50, 60 years, the jobs that we started getting paid for were, jobs that had traditionally been done by women for free, cooking, cleaning, teaching, um, you know, secretarial work, support work, those kinds of things. And so it is something that is inherent in our society that makes it have condition. Well, it gives us, it puts us in the state of condition to think that we're not supposed to ask for more money. It, yeah. we don't need to necessarily 
blame that as the reason why we don't ask for more money, but we need to recognize that it's really real, that it's, it's there. It's a cultural norm for us. And I said that to my son and he said, what? (laughs) He said, that's not fair. And I'm like, you just hold on to that, buddy. That's awesome. But it's real. Yeah. My kids laugh because uh, every Mother's Day I make them watch. There's you can go find it, Andrew, and your listeners. If you're a mother, uh-huh. your mother, it's um, Mother's Day job interview, and it's a fake <laughs> job interview. Uh-huh. And the interview, have you seen it? No, but the it interview. reminds me of the one that they did for the the COVID. The people working on Zoom with the, the the husband and the wife doing it totally different, and she's like changing the baby's diapers and cooking a turkey while on the Zoom call, and he's like he can't do anything with the kid in the background playing. But go ahead. No, no, it's a guy saying, you know, you basically working every day of the week, mm-hmm. uh, e- extra on holidays, um, no rest. Uh-huh. Uh, there's more work on the weekends and holidays, and you can only eat after the associate has eaten. And these people think they're doing. I mean, like they're really interviewing for a job, and they're like, no. No. <laughs> and at the end, he's like, millions of people do this. Like who? Moms. Your mom for one. Uh, oh, right? and they say, and of course it says, and the job is not paid. And they're like, how are you not paid? <laughs> and it's funny because my daughter will just say, mom, how do you do that? Like she gets it. Mm-hmm. All the work, all the laundry and the cleaning, the meals. She goes, how have you made dinner for 25 years? I'm like, <laughs> We got to eat, honey, and ain't nobody else going to do it around here. Um, well, and that's one of the things too, though, is as, as women, it's okay for us to say in our lives, not just in our jobs, but in our lives, we don't have to do all of it. And I hit a point this summer before I quit my job where I told my 12-year-old, this is just the last load of laundry I'm doing. And he said, what? I said, this is, I'm not doing your laundry anymore. What do you mean? Here are the instructions and there's the laundry room. and we're still working. I mean, that was in July and this is yeah. November. <laughs> it's still a heavy, it's time to do your laundry. And, but he's getting, he's, there's less wailing and gnashing of teeth now. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's just, he went to my husband he said, is she for real? And Steve goes, yeah, I think she's pretty serious. And I will do the laundry of the sheets and the towels and all of that. But it's like, I, I'm not training you to be an adult if right. I do all this for you. And it has nothing to do with, I mean, I prefer the way I do it. I make them cleaner and I fold them better, but it's like, you know, you've got to learn how to do this. So it's not just about, we don't get any rest. It's not just about, we're also not training them to do, to be adults. We're not training them to do that. And so I think that um, being able to value all the jobs that you've done, you know, and just make a list of all the work that all the skills that you have and being able to say, oh, you know what? And then what did you make? when you were doing that job and and now you're going to do yep. it as an expert, it's okay to charge at least that much. Right. And yes. many times more. Agree hundred <laughs> percent. So th- we could probably go on forever and we are going to have more conversations. I'm absolutely positive of this. And um, for sure, we'll have at least one on uh, Facebook live, but where can people other than, so tell us your YouTube channel, your website, where are the best places for people to find you? And you did mention you have a, um, a Facebook membership group. I do. I have a private group called the perfect balance tribe, and that's a membership site. It's $14.99 a month. You can cancel at any time. I do Facebook lives once a week. And that's really, we talk about everything wins, of course, what's mm-hmm. everybody's wins for the week. What are you struggling with? What I can help you with? And it's me talking for half an hour or so. 
Um, I post every day. We're doing an eight-week challenge right now. Mm-hmm. Um, right I'll, at I'll, the end of the year. Yeah. Well, and I, it, mm-hmm. It's a kind of challenge where it's two habits a week and they roll into the next week. Mm-hmm. So the first week was 70 ounces of water and four servings of veggies a day. Mm-hmm. And that will roll into every single week because I want my members to feel empowered by the end of the year instead of miserable. Mm-hmm. I heard a statistic that most of us gain all of the weight that we're going to gain in the year in the last two months. I know. I know. <laughs> and I want to, I want to just help them. Not that. Like, and one of them is have one serving at Thanksgiving and Christmas, have one mm. plate. Mm-hmm. It's going to be there the next day for thanks for leftovers. It's going to be always there. better when it's leftovers anyway. I'm yeah, one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, eat it on the day. I eat it the next day. <laughs> so that's my membership group on Instagram. I'm okay. Pam Sherman, perfect balance guru, TikTok, perfect mm-hmm. balance guru. I'm going to have to get on that TikTok thing and I'll have to check it's, you out. It's fun. It is really fun. And then my website is the perfect guru. The guru. Did, who, who started calling you the guru? Oh, my website gal, actually. She's That's like, great. We have to think of it. And I had the perfect balance. That was my business name. And she's like, we need okay. something a little catchier. And she's like, well, you kind of are a guru because you've been doing it forever. And I was like, yes, I love okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> Own it. <laughs> That's fun. This has been so much fun. I know that we are going to have a fabulous conversation the next time we talk. And I know that we're going to have a lot more uh, really good interactions. Pam, one of the things that we always sign off with is the one thing that you can always be optimistic about. And lately, everybody's been really serious about this stuff, but we'll see what you've got. The one thing you can be optimistic about, even though everybody else thinks you're crazy, wide open here, which, what can you always be optimistic about? Yourself and your health, because you are in control and you can always change it and you can be your best self. There is no stopping you. So I am convinced you can be optimistic about that. You can always be, you are actually in control. It's the one thing in our society you can't hire out. You have to do it yourself. (laughs) It's the one thing you can't hire out. Dang. Oh, I love it. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for being here. And I, um, I really, really enjoyed it. It was so much fun. And I'm thinking it's good. You're cutting us off because we could go till probably three o'clock. Oh, sure. (laughs) We'll just, we'll just record a whole other one. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. See what I mean? All that fabulous energy comes from a place of care, which makes me feel welcomed and warm and challenged. (laughs) But now I want to look at how Pam lives out the tenets of intentional optimism. And I do this because we all live unique and different lives with totally different jobs and careers, strengths and skills. So what we do is different. Intentional optimism is how we do what we do. This is where we come together and where we're like-minded. It's the attitudes and mindsets we employ and embody to live out our own goals and dreams with excellence and leadership. So we always start with optimistic And Pam capitalizes on the possibilities of making small changes. This is the essence of constantly asking, what if? And then shifting perspectives. She's present through her generosity and curiosity. She wants to know how you tick and how to help you get where you want to go. Now, of course, she's energetic, but it's more than just her excitement and joy. She's creative, always looking for new solutions, and extremely life-focused. And if you need a better idea of what that means, go back one week, because I did an entire episode on it. 
Now let's talk courageous. Just listening to some of the things that she's overcome, the resilience involved. Y'all, I am still wrapping my head around her description of being hit by a car and going through all that reconstructive oral surgery. For anyone else out there who's had that kind of work done, I only have a small idea of what that must have been like to face. Pam is wise, and she's another woman who, because of the adversity that she's overcome, has a realistic understanding of the world that gives her respect for herself, which she then in turn gives to others. Her words are encouraging and uplifting, which again harkens back to being life-focused. But here's the clincher. She does it all with intentionality. Her purpose is clear and strong, her care for others shines through, and she's open to figuring out her options so that she can be prepared for whatever comes her way and help you do the same. Now, Pam is unconventional in her leadership because her passion for empowering women to take control of their health and wellness is a reflection of her core values of serving from a place of value and passion, and they show her to be a role model of how to pursue your dreams while helping others reach for their own. Pam is committed and open to learning every day from just about any direction. I loved her examples of her VA or her special angel teaching her how to use TikTok and Instagram and all the different social media sites. Unconventional leaders like Pam lead at every level in any area using their unique gifts. So what is it in Pam's story that resonates with you? Or do you, like me, need to take better care of your body so that you can do all those things that you're ready to do? My biggest takeaway here is that I had fallen into the trap of meeting deadlines, carrying out responsibilities, and taking care of others to the detriment of my own health. This is so common for entrepreneurs and women, but when you put those two together in female entrepreneurs, (laughs) I bet you fall into the same category. But here's the thing. I promised myself I wouldn't be that person. I wouldn't be the statistic. Yet, here I am. Fortunately, I've caught myself early, I do believe. And one of the beautiful things about meeting amazing women like Pam is that even though my goal is to showcase as many unique female leaders as possible so that you can see the leader inside as you identify with even just one of them, I'm always impacted. I'm blessed, educated, and changed for having met them. And Pam is no exception. So what's next? Well, Pam's message is simple. Since your health is your greatest wealth, You need to actually do what you love. So what are you passionate about? For 23 years, I worked for someone else's mission, someone else's passion. Now, these were great institutional missions, but they were definitely not mine. Yes, these jobs developed my skills and abilities, and they placed me in networks of amazing people and provided access to some specific and timely medical care for both me and my family. But I did reach a point where it was time for me to do something new. Have you reached that place? Are you coming up on a crossroads where you find yourself maybe ready to make some changes? Or perhaps you're already there. If so, Pam shared two pieces of advice to get you started. And they're big. First, know your value. I wish this was something we did not need to be reminded of. But it just is. My friend, your value is not found in your job or in any other role you play. It's not found in your skills or abilities, 
as beautiful as they may be. And it is certainly not found in your size, your physical appearance, or condition. Your value is inherent, endowed by your creator. The very fact that you exist speaks to your value. Everything else you have to offer is icing on the cake. All those skills, abilities, and roles you fulfill, icing. And since your value is inherent, Pam's mission to help every woman feel great in her skin makes perfect sense. Taking care of yourself is the very best expression of understanding that value. And Pam's daily habits are such a perfect place to start. They are, first, feed your body with good nutrition. This is the simple macro and micronutrients of real food in proper quantities to help your body thrive. Seriously, she doesn't have any special formulas or tricks. She uses MyFitnessPal, which is a free app, and logs her food. Seriously, if it ain't broke, right? And next, treat yourself as your best self. Oh my goodness. She had me talking like I talk to my dog, y'all. I can't even talk to my precious beagle Shasta. And yes, you see pictures of the girls chilling on my social media every so often. But again, I can't talk to her without hearing my conversation with Pam and realizing that I never talk to myself that way. I'm a coach. I should know better, right? So what would it look like to treat you your body, your mind, heart, and spirit, like the very best you, or like you are the most precious person in your life. Giggle uncomfortably if you must, my friend, but she's not wrong. Now, her second big piece of advice was find a support team. You usually know what support you need, whether you admit it or not. And you might have access to it locally or online. Either is good, whatever meets your needs. But if you don't, or you think you don't, just start jotting down every time you complain about something. Things like, gosh, I wish I could get my weight under control. Hmm, how about a weight loss coach? Or an app? Or, man, I am not saving enough money. Or worse, I'm spending too much. You could use a financial advisor or a coach. How about, I cannot stand any more clutter in my house? Hmm, professional organizer is for you. Or, you know, if it weren't so hard to figure out, I'd start a podcast myself. All you need is a little tech help or maybe a course. Or how about this one? I get overwhelmed when I think about all the things I'd love to accomplish. I just don't know how. How about a coach or a community of like-minded women? These are all available to you. And when you figure out what you need, invest in yourself. This is a fabulous way to care for you. The health and wellness that comes as a result of lowered stress and anxiety when you have the support you need or when you're pursuing a dream or a mission is amazing. This part, I do know. Just as long as you actually take the steps to allow others to help you. I don't want leadership to ever be confused with independence or isolation. That's not leading at all. If you're smart, driven, and fairly self-sufficient, this part can be a challenge. But trust me, allowing others to help you is a gift you give to them as they get to serve. Then you'll have the resources to turn around and serve someone else as you pursue your mission. To learn more about Pam, check out her website, The Perfect Balance Guru. 
We've included it as well as all of her social media links for you in the show notes. Now, don't forget, if you need a community, you can connect to other intentional optimists, just like Pam, in our Facebook community. If you're looking for some positive stuff in your feed for a change, you could just follow or like the Intentional Optimist Facebook or Instagram pages. And if you're not on social media, you can actually subscribe to my newsletter, Optimistic Living. It's good stuff, delivered straight to your inbox. Now, are you an entrepreneur looking for a support team? I'd like to invite you to chat with me about my collaborative community, Launch from the Beach. It could be just what you're looking for. Email me or message me and we'll figure it out. Thanks so much for spending time with us today. If you love this podcast and find it to be uplifting and helpful, follow us or subscribe. Then please just take a moment and leave a rating in one of those amazing five-star reviews. Remember, unconventional leaders lead at every level in any area using their unique gifts. And you, my friend, are a leader. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations. Until next time. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you're an intentional optimist and you love this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review with a five-star rating. You can also snap a screenshot right where you're listening, share it to social media, and tag me. This helps others find us and will have an even bigger impact. If you're curious what it would be like to work more closely with me or just to step up as an unconventional leader yourself, I invite you to schedule a free discovery session to talk with me and learn more. Just email me at andrea at theintentionaloptimist.com. If you're looking for an encouraging and uplifting community on Facebook, hop on over and join the Intentional Optimist group, women encouraging women from all over the globe. The community and email links are right here in the show description wherever you listen to the podcast. Until next time, remember, you're the answer. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations.